you're locked into the Despirito Team Real Estate Show with host and top realtor Emilio Despirito on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. We're talking with industry leaders about real estate trends, money making tips, and advice on buying and selling the American dream. Now, here's Emilio Despirito. Hey, good morning. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Emilio Desperado, and this is the Desperado Team Real Estate Show. We're talking with industry-leading professionals in all the different facets of real estate. We're really excited for you to be here with us, and we like to take a stance of education because when you know what you're buying into or you know what you're selling, you're going to go ahead and have much more of a profitable and seamless experience. So in the studio with us today, we've got John LaPointe with LaPointe Insurance. What's up, brother? How you doing, man? I think your mic was off for a second, but we're good. We're good. And we have we have on Bill George, the voice of B101. What's up, Bill? How good are morning. you? Good morning, yeah. Listen Glad to, to be here. Listen to that voice. <laughs> so silky smooth. Uh, so we, silky smooth. We really smooth. should have some Rolling Stones for the intro, maybe, you know, in honor of Bill here. But. You're right. <laughs> No, but uh, but good. I'm I'm so glad to have you guys here. And you know, Bill, the reason why I asked you to come on, right, is because it's always good to get the public's take on stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, as somebody like you said, I'm not an expert in foreclosures. Why are you asking me to come on this segment? Because you're the public. You you know, you represent that. And John, uh, you're going to be talking about insurance later on and how that's Absolutely. affected, right? Yep. Um, but let me ask you guys a question. Let's see if you know this, right? Okay. All right. So out of all the counties in Rhode Island, right, we got Kent, we got Providence, we got Bristol, Washington, and Newport. Which one do you think is affected most with foreclosures? On a, on a percentage basis? Uh, yeah, on a ratio. Uh, I would say Providence. Yeah, I was also going to guess Providence, but uh, maybe Kent County would be my second guess. Wow. Yeah. So so it's not Providence. It's actually Kent. It is. Okay. It was a good second guess. Yeah. So one out of every 2,472 homes in Kent County is, is going to go into foreclosure. Wow. Hmm. Statistically proven. Now, one out of every 2,740 homes in Providence. I it's still pretty wow. close. That's... It's very close. Yeah. Very close. But yeah. that's... Uh, that's okay. pretty staggering. Let me ask you guys this. I, I like these question things, right? A lot of fun. What do you think the 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 rate of foreclosure is? If we take all of the multifamilies, condos, and single families, what percentage of the market do you think is active on the market right now for foreclosures? Go of ahead, the, John. Uh, percentage of homes for sale yes. are foreclosures. Um, I don't know. 3%. 3%. What do you think? I think it's probably close to that. I think it's probably, I'm going to say 5%. 5%. I'm glad that you guys are both wrong. It's it's 1.27%. There's only 49 active foreclosures right now in Rhode Island, which is, which is pretty good. Now, is that, is that lower now than it was say a few years ago? Because it seems, seemed like there were a lot more on the market a few years ago. You're always hearing the word foreclosure. Mm -hmm. Hundreds and hundreds. I mean, when I started in 2012 in real estate, there was a couple thousand foreclosures at one time. Yeah, it was insane. It was, so that's the thing, you know, it was a buyer's market. So the stuff, the, the homes were sitting so much longer. I mean, when you're in a buyer's market, homes are sitting on over seven months, right? Right. That's a long time. And, uh, now, since inventory is moving so quickly, there's not as many homes for sale. That those foreclosures become more of an attractive option for somebody. Yeah, very attractive option. But you know what? One of the things, too, is, you know, when you're out shopping, right, when you're out shopping for a home, it's, it's very tempting to say, hey, you know what? Let's go look at foreclosures, too. 
And we have so many clients that come in and they do this and they say, hey, we want to we check out the foreclosures. But there's a big problem with that. And do you guys know what the problem is? No. Um, because you're purchasing it from a bank and not a, a seller? Is, that, is there a lot more red tape involved with that? or? Um, yes and no. I mean, you know, there's different programs in place, like um, where the bank has to provide a working septic system, a working heating system, okay. mm-hmm. stuff like that, which is pretty cool. However, um, when you're buying a foreclosure, guys, what's happening behind the walls? What You know, that, that property hasn't been loved for quite some time. Right. right. I just got off the phone with a gentleman the other day who hasn't paid his mortgage in five years. And I would never say anyone's name. Nice guy, fell into hard times, has not paid his mortgage in five years. He said he hasn't cut his lawn in five years. Wow. What do you think the rest of that house looks like? It looks like it hasn't been touched in five years. He said it's falling apart. It's falling down. Right. Okay, so when you're buying a foreclosure, you got to think about this stuff. You got to think about, wow, okay, well, I may be getting 14 or 15 or 20 percent off or even 30 percent off the price. But how much is it going to cost you to get that home from disrepair into a really beautiful state? Might cost you more than buying that turnkey home. Totally. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, do you get. A much better deal based on the fact that the bank just wants to get rid of the house. I know people have told me, like, oh, the bank doesn't want to be in the homeowner business. They just want to sell the property, so that's why you get it dirt cheap. Yeah, but the bank also wants to recoup their loss. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they can't, you know, in some cases, I'm sure they just, you know, give it away, right? But And I don't know exactly their inner workings for every single specific bank, but that's that's a good question. Most of the time, the banks want to abs- they want to recoup their cost if they can. If not, it's a, a pure write-off. And they'll just they, they can't afford to hold on to the property and, and wait in some cases until they get an offer that's going to recoup that investment mm-hmm. right there. They don't mind just sitting around waiting for a couple of years until somebody comes by and offers what they want. Exactly. I mean, well, that can happen too, right? And then, and then uh, you know, there's, there's other things that happen, too. You could be liable for paying the back taxes, too, well, especially when you're buying an auction. Oh, wow. Yeah, you could have to pay the back taxes on it. Which could be, in a case like five years. That's, Property liens. That's a lot of yeah. money. It's a lot of Skrilla. And later on, we're going to be talking with John about what happens to insurance when, when it's not paid by the homeowner. Does the bank take it over? What happens? really good. Hey, if you're just tuning in, I'm Emilio Desperado, and this is the Desperado Team Real Estate Show. We're in the studio today with John LaPointe with LaPointe Insurance, as well as Bill George. Uh, You might recognize Bill's voice from B101 if you tune in there, or from a variety of of commercials and ads that you hear on here. I'm all over. He's all over the place. And we're talking about foreclosures today. And uh, believe it or not, there's only 49 active foreclosures out of the 3,844 active single-family, multifamily, and condos on the market today in Rhode Island. That's, that's uh, unbelievable. It is. It is. There was a time where there was like 14% of the, the, the inventory hmm. was. Hundred, it, hundreds. And, yeah. and, and, well, at one time, though, there was like eight or 9,000 properties on the market. Yeah. Right? So, so it makes that, doesn't it make that segment of the market more competitive? There's only 49 properties. That's, that's not very many, so... Does that mean that foreclosures now 
costing a lot more money than they did a few years ago? Bingo. Absolutely. I mean, think about that. That that's that I'm so glad you asked that question, Bill. And and it's simple. Yes. So here's the deal, guys. If you are suffering right now from a foreclosure, if you're losing your property to the bank, why would you not contact a real estate agent to see if they can sell it and get you out? Even if you break even or make a few grand, like for me, like when I can help, I, I recently did this with a client. I got him $11,000. He's making 11000 after real estate commissions, after everything is all said and done, his transfer taxes, everything. That's a lot of money. And when you're in need and in a crappy financial situation, why would you not right. pursue that mm-hmm. avenue? It's huge. It's huge. It is. I mean, people don't pursue it because they don't know that they can. And then it's scary. The bank is coming after you. You have options. Contact a local agent. If you want me to help you, I'm happy to do that. Or if you have a friend that's in the business that has done this before, make sure you have somebody with experience. Call them, guys. You know, that's it. Just, just you know, get out of it if you can. You can call me at 401 217 if you have a friend or family member that needs help, I want you to say, hey, listen, we know someone that can help you out. 401-217-2333. We've got a laundry list of cash buyers as well. Very competitive market right now. There's not a lot of inventory out there. Mm, People right. are scooping these things up quick, and you can make sometimes money back. Sometimes you can't. And I'll tell you if you can't, and you might be better off having the bank take it. Sometimes there's a program called Cash for Keys mm-hmm. where they'll give you a few grand to get out of the house. We'll go over all your options, guys. Hey, stay tuned. We've got a fantastic show ahead of us. We've got Greg Rice with Nexus Property Management coming on next. And he's going to be talking about his end of foreclosures and property management, what he sees and the opportunities available out there for sellers going through it and buyers looking for deals. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back here on the Desperado Team Real Estate Show. Now back to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. I'm Emilio Despirito, and this is the Despirito Team Real Estate Show. Now, we've got on industry professionals, top dogs that are going to go ahead and walk us through the process of buying, selling, and investing property. And today's big subject of the day is foreclosure. So we thought no one better than the investing genius and property manager genius. We've got Greg Rice right out of Pawtucket, Rhode Island over here at Nexus Property Management. Greg, welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, everybody. Hey, we love having you here, Greg. Good morning. Now, Greg, one of the things, one of the reasons why I love your take on this stuff is because you manage well over 700 properties in the area, 700 units in the area, Greg, and really there's not much you haven't seen. Would would you say that's accurate? True. I mean, every day is a new day, but the amount of experiences we've had is tremendous, and it's just like, you know, it's what we do on a daily basis, so... You're right. There's not much we haven't seen. Now, what happens when somebody starts the process of lar- as large as buying or selling a property with somebody with experience? What do you mean? 
Well, basically, if you're maybe that was a bad question. So basically, if you're getting ready to start the process of buying real estate or selling real estate, do you think that listening to somebody with experience or hiring your friend or hiring somebody that just got their license just because you feel it's the right thing to do, which one is going to be the better? Oh, yeah, I see this all the time. A lot of people will hire somebody, you know, whether a manager or a realtor that they're chummy with, they're friends with, they went to school with, but really that's not always the best pick and it's not really suiting you. It's suiting them. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's helping them out. Mm-hmm. So we suggest that you you listen to shows like this, you read things like Bigger Pockets, you check out yes. blogs. And you whittle down, you make a list of your favorite industry professionals, maybe here in Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. And then you sit down with them. You sit down, have an interview, and then slowly, gradually make your list smaller. But don't just pick the first person. I love the fact of how you said you sit down with them, you talk with them. And that's going to give a perfect segue into a situation we're seeing a little bit more and more of, and we believe it's going to be more and more prevalent of. And I really want your take on this. Greg, it's foreclosures. Okay, so foreclosures is a sad situation, but it doesn't have to be so sad when you're working with experienced people to solve the problem. First off, Greg... When you're getting foreclosed on, the problem is, A, your credit is going to get smacked. Like you are literally, if you get a foreclosure, do you know how long it is before you can buy a home, Greg? Probably 10 years. I don't know. You would, you would think, right? But there's actually certain mortgage, uh, certain mortgage options that I believe can get you back in as little as three years. But your credit, you got to really be working on your credit from day one. But three years, you're locked out of really buying any kind of real estate. And even then, after three years, you better have, like, you better be paying everything on time. You better not have any debt. And that's a hard cycle to break. Usually it takes people about seven years to boomerang back. Okay. So, with that said, You've got that working against you. You have the simple, ah, oh, man, my house foreclosed, right? Who wants that? Like, who wants that on their personal resume? Do you? No, no chance. So working with, like, you work with a lot of, what, cash investors, right? Yep, cash investors that are just looking to close a deal within a couple weeks. Now, the market is is super high right now, wouldn't you say? Yes, I would say it's it's kind of cooling off, but it's still very hot. Absolutely. Now, Greg, when we have a hot market where the prices are high and there's not a lot of inventory out there, don't you think that this would be the perfect opportune time for an investor who maybe ran into a little bit of issue uh, financially and who's getting foreclosed on? Don't you think this would be the best option for somebody to contact somebody like yourself or somebody like myself with dozens and dozens of investors and buyers in our pocket that can go out and literally close on their home and get them out scratch-free? I do think it's the best option at the moment in Rhode Island. I would agree, too. And the reason why I wanted to bring this segment up is because I see people get foreclosed on every single day. And when I see the prices that these homes for, uh, you know, foreclose at, I'm like, wow, we could have literally sold that home and made this person a few grand. And don't you think that that person going through that tough financial spot in their life would love to have maybe, you know, three to five or 10 or 15 grand in their pocket? Jeez, it would be a lifesaver. Absolutely. Hey, if you're just tuning in, I'm Emilio Despirito. This is the Despirito Team Real Estate Show. We're talking with industry leaders, 
in real estate and helping you solve your biggest biggest problems and helping you to put more cash in your pocket. Today, we're talking with Greg Rice with Nexus Property Management, and we're helping you solve the, for, the foreclosure problem. Now, Greg, um, out of all the units you manage, you know, again, about 700 units, how many units recently, I would say over the past year or so, do you know how many went into foreclosure? I would probably say about 10 of them if I just had a guess. Yeah, and what do you think causes that? What 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 causes that slippery slope of foreclosure? It's a combination. It's a perfect storm mm-hmm. of poor financial decision going into it, so they bought it for a bad price. Also, poor management. You know, they didn't handle the tenants properly. They didn't handle maintenance properly. Mm-hmm. They bought in a tough area. There's so many factors, negative factors, that contribute to that perfect storm. Mm-hmm. And every situation is different. It's never the same, but usually they just bought it at the wrong price. That's the common thread. Absolutely. Actually, that, that, so, so about 1.4% of all of your uh, properties you manage go in. That actually is in pretty much direct line with uh, the Rhode Island foreclosure rate. That's actually that's pretty spot on, Greg. Um, yeah. You know, you said it best, bud. You really did. You just said that it all—it's all on how you buy the property, right? When you when you buy a property, when you pay the right price for a property, and when you're able to earn income over time in that property, and it, it literally pays for itself over the course of a, a few years, right? Your return on investment, what you put into your deposit, you should get that back within how long do you say? About four or five years. I'm aggressive. I like two, two and a half. Two and a half, but most wow. people want five. Okay, so so now if our listeners are like, wait a second, I'm not following along. Let's pretend you're buying a two hundred thousand dollar home, right? And your your normal down payment on that would be about twenty five percent. Okay, two hundred thousand dollar two family home, fifty k out of pocket. So Greg, so you want to see that turn within two and a half years? Yeah, and that's why I buy four to six families, so it's possible. Yes. If you're buying a two, if you're buying a two or three family, it's definitely going to be five years, six years, perhaps, because you just have not as much streams of income. You know. One hundred percent. And you know, I I feel from what I see that the smaller properties are the ones that tend to hit foreclosure a lot faster than the bigger ones because they have fewer fewer people come, uh, few, fewer income, less income. <laughs> they have less income yep. coming in. And they have the taxes, the insurance, they have the same one roof, right? The, the, the same foundation, the same grounds. Like if you can get three or four or five or six or so under that same roof, I mean, that alone is just basic knowledge that you're, you're literally limiting liability, wouldn't you say? Yeah, so if you have a single family, your chances are greater for foreclosure as a rental property. Yeah. Um, but then as each unit you add under that roof that you're talking about, your chances become less and less. Absolutely. So you might be a loser, deadbeat owner with a four family, but by default, you're not really going to fail that easily because the tenants are really holding you up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, and going back to where you said that, the units um, that got foreclosed on were poorly managed. Um, there's, there's still, even though somebody hires a property manager, there's still some responsibilities of that property owner, correct? 
Yeah, so I, I said poor management because, and I'm glad that you're hitting on this point, is because we can't always save everybody, mm-hmm. okay? And we're not a knight in shining armor if you bought it bad or if you have a bad attitude or you don't want to spend money. So we see people that don't want to change heating systems, don't want to replace water heaters. They let rodent problems happen. So we can't force somebody's hand into their pocket. We can only give them advice and suggestions. Mm -hmm. But some people, a small facet of people, just don't do it for whatever reason. Mm, yeah, and that's exactly what I thought you meant. That's that makes a lot of sense. You know, when you start when your property starts going to crap, right? You you got tenants in there that absolutely start hating the place. They start disrespecting the place. They start, you know, mm-hmm. just it's all the little things, right? They they just when there's no respect for something, it just starts falling apart that much quicker. And then it's like a car. When one thing breaks, another thing breaks, and another thing breaks, and it's just it falls into disrepair and it makes it that much worse. So, you know, that's uh that's actually gonna bring me into another great topic when we get into the next segment. And and that's basically when you're looking to buy foreclosures, be careful. Because it might look like a great deal. However, with all the stuff behind the scenes, you better know what you're getting into. And you better have some contractors that can work at some pretty low rates in order to get you in and out so that you don't get foreclosed on. Awesome stuff. Greg Rice with Nexus Property Management. Greg, thanks so much for being here with us. We appreciate you. You got it, bro. And you're doing a great job expanding your audience's education. I didn't think you could continue to do it over all these years, but you still do each and every show. So hats off to you. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. It's uh, it's a tall order. I don't know how we do it, but with, uh, with, <laughs> with amazing guests like you. Thank you so much, Greg. Take care. We're going to see you next time. Awesome. Cool, bro. See you. You bet. Thank you. Awesome. Great segment. Again, that's Greg Rice with Nexus Property Management. These guys are doing big things. If you haven't heard of them, Google them. You're going to get a kick out of them. They're actually out of Pawtucket, Rhode Island. They're literally franchising throughout the country. And this is such a huge success story. I feel like these guys don't get enough press. We're always talking about the negative press, like Hasbro might leave, this company might leave, this and that. But what about the homegrown, wonderful companies we have here that are doing big things? And Nexus Property Management is one of them. So I'm Emilio Desperado. This is the Desperado Team Real Estate Show. So happy to be here with you. Up next, we got John LaPointe with LaPointe Insurance. We're going to be talking about what happens to your insurance when the foreclosure process starts and you stop paying it. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back here on News Radio 920 FM. Now back to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio. Hey, thanks for staying tuned in with us today. If you're just tuning in now, this is the Despirito Team Real Estate Show. I'm Emilio Despirito. We've got John LaPointe with LaPointe Insurance in the studio with us today. What's up, John? How hey, you doing? Hey, what's happening? Thank you for having me. Thank you. You're welcome. We also have Bill George behind the production booth over here. What's up, Bill? Morning. Hi. Morning. So, John, you know, I was, I don't know the answer to this question. I'm glad you're here um, because let's say... This is kind of a crazy topic, but let's say if, if you've stopped paying all your bills, the bank is about ready to foreclose, you haven't paid your insurance, you haven't paid your taxes, and your home burns down, what happens? Who's, are you responsible for that? Who's responsible for it? Well, it's kind of a mess, Emilio. Sounds, <laughs> yeah. like, sounds like we've got a mess on our hands, right? Um, 
but let's walk it back a little bit. Okay. So there are a few different ways to pay for insurance when you have a mortgage. Mm -hmm. One is through an escrow account, which okay. means that it's mortgagee billed, which means that the mortgagee pays the insurance and puts that bill back onto your mortgage payment, basically. So the bank is paying the insurance up front each mm -hmm. year, and as you're making your mortgage payments, you're paying them back for that the insurance sense. that they bought. So that's one way. The other way is if you don't escrow insurance and you pay for it yourself. Mm -hmm. Now, under the first situation, let's say you escrow in your insurance, and your home goes into foreclosure. You haven't been paying your bills, but the mortgage company did pay for the insurance for okay. the year, presumably. You stopped paying your mortgage bill, but the uh, mortgage company or the bank already paid for the insurance for the year. Mm -hmm. So you have a policy in force still. Uh, even though you haven't been paying your mortgage, the bank has paid for the insurance. So the insurance is in force. Um, now, if you were to pay your insurance separate from escrow and you stopped paying your insurance bills, which is very likely if you stopped paying your mortgage, yep. that means that you don't have insurance on the property for at least some period of time. Um, Typically, the bank will stay on top of this, and they'll want to check to make sure that you have homeowner's insurance as part of the requirement for the mortgage. Sure. They, they can stay. actually foreclose on you if you don't. Absolutely. And so if you don't have homeowner's insurance on your property, the bank tries to stay on top of that and, and make sure that there is insurance in place. If they find out that there isn't insurance, you get what's called force-placed insurance. If you make no effort to get your own insurance, you don't have any insurance on the property, the bank will give you force-placed insurance, which you have no say in the cost or coverages on the policy. Mm -hmm. So in most cases, force-placed insurance, you get less coverage for a much higher rate. Yep. And it's really just basically a simple insurance policy that's going to cover the bank, and it's not going to cover you. It's basically making sure that if this house burns down, the bank's going to be able to recoup their investment, sure, and that's about it. Because that's all the bank cares about, right, at yeah. the end of the day. It's a business transaction totally. for them. They're just making sure. But that's going to be a lot more expensive. And regardless, even though it's force-placed insurance, yep. you're still responsible for that bill. So at the end of the day, whatever money they're you know paying to put the insurance on the property, that's still your responsibility. Mm -hmm. So you're in charge of that. However, there is a scenario in which you stopped paying your homeowner's insurance bill. It's out of escrow. The bank hasn't found out about it yet and hasn't purchased a, a force-placed insurance policy. Yep. And the house burns down. What happens? There's no insurance on the property. There's no there. There's nothing to recoup the you know the to rebuild the house. It's there's, a total loss. A total loss. It's a huge <sighs> mess. It's a terrible situation. Uh, I would imagine who's that. responsible for that if the bank has the mortgage because the bank owns that part portion of the house. Right, Let everybody loses in that case. <laughs> now, before before a bank goes into foreclosure, they do do a lot of research into this, right? Mm -hmm. So before they even go into foreclosure, the bank's going to do their research. They're going to ask you to produce proof of homeowner's insurance. If there's not any there, it's going to be foreclosed on. Yep. Um, but say you're in pre foreclosure, or you're you're not quite there yet. You've stopped paying your bills. You stop paying homeowners insurance, so insurance canceled, no insurance, fire. Yeah, absolutely. That's total a loss. risky time for everyone involved. Totally. Yeah. So, and and people when they think banks, they think large, huge corporations, but there's private lenders. Absolutely. And also, I mean, there's there's very small banks that we've dealt with in in the past too that really don't have a lot of clients, don't have a huge portfolio, but that lend out maybe a couple few million. Could be taking a huge hit wow. on that. Absolutely. So, um, I mean, moral of the story is if your home's going into foreclosure, 
you're still on the hook. When you take out a loan, you're responsible for uh, getting homeowner's insurance for that property. So whether it's going to be um, through an escrow account or you buy it yourself separately um, and pay for it separately, you're you're still responsible for uh, homeowner's insurance. And then when it goes into foreclosure, that's still your responsibility. It's still regardless of, uh, you know, who sets up the policy or who's uh, initially paying for it, the original owner of the house is still responsible for paying for the insurance. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's great information. Hey, if you're just tuning in, this is Emilio Desperado, and this is the Desperado Team Real Estate Show. I'm sitting here in the studio today in the iHeartRadio studio with John LaPointe with LaPointe Insurance. And John's family has owned this local insurance company and ran this local insurance company for, uh, God, 50, 50 plus years? Yeah, at least, yep. At A least 50. Over, I've started in 19... 1960s. Your grandfather so. started it. Yep. Your father ran with it. And now and now you're also now working there. Yep. And, and, and running with it. And running with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're doing a hell a of a job. thousand miles an hour. John, your business has exploded over the past um, over the past year, year and a half. And since we met. Yeah. What do you. You've been very successful in a very short period of time. Okay. And it doesn't mean that you haven't been working crazy hard behind the scenes. That's exactly what that means, Absolutely. by the way. No one sees that. You, every single event out there that I go to where I wouldn't even think you would even be, you're there. All of a sudden, I uh, just show up from behind you somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> Everyone <Yeah>. knows. <laughs> what, do you, what do you contribute your success to? There's... Um, that's a that's a tough question because it's a there's many factors I guess that go into mm-hmm. it. Um, the networking piece is huge, like you mentioned, right? Just actually meeting people, right? Meeting individuals in the uh, industry, getting to know them, because you know you could do all of the marketing you want, you could uh, have the best process in the world, but if mm-hmm. you're not getting in front of decision makers, you're not getting in front of uh, people that you really want to connect with and you have no person, personal connections with them, it's going to get you nowhere. So I, I uh, think that that's probably the biggest piece. Um, we transformed our marketing over the last two years. Mm-hmm. When I first started in the business, we were very um, traditional marketing. Most we, companies were and still are. Yep. So we had a lot of print ads. We were on, I'm, geez, we, we still are, I think, out of principle, um, my parents' church bulletin. Uh, we were on, you know, print ads and, you know, placemats and um, old school marketing techniques. But we made a conscious decision to change all of our marketing efforts from um, traditional media to social media. Mm-hmm. And we probably flipped the switch. We were probably like 90% traditional, 10% uh, other outlets, yep. you know, social media. And we flipped it. We're probably, you know, 90% of our marketing and advertising is spent on social media and content creation and 10% now on the uh, other, you know, traditional uh, avenues. And that's been huge for us. And also changing our process a little bit. You know, we had such an old school uh, office. We we're, mm-hmm. were very very much like, you know, your classic mom and pop insurance agency company. And we started to realize that we're we're never going to survive if we do business this way forever. Mm -hmm. Uh, In this day and age, people need things done quickly. They need things done efficiently. Um, Which you guys do. I can attest to that. (laughs) Absolutely. So, you know, I, I, you know, I can jump in here too, because I can say that, you know, we, we were with a very big company for both home and auto 
And uh, now we're with John. So we, we started with the home uh, and then added auto in there. So that was that's a big factor. The, the customer service that you guys provide has been has been terrific. That, that you don't get that with a big giant company. It's so true. Working with an agent is Absolutely. you get a lot of advantages when it comes to customer service. You don't always get to see your insurance agent in the radio studio, you know, right. once a month either. So <laughs> no, no, <laughs> that's not a big help. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, changing our process, becoming more efficient and uh, quick, we we made a concert, conscious decision to do that as well. We started really focusing on uh, homeowners insurance and working within the real estate market. And when we what realized that that's the niche we wanted to target, uh, we started to learn that we need to be quicker. We need to be more efficient. Mm-hmm. Homes are selling in two days. If homes are selling in two days. Crazy. How fast do you need an insurance binder? Quickly. Very okay. soon. Yeah. Awesome. So John LaPointe with LaPointe Insurance. John, you're a fantastic Thanks, guest man. on the show. We get a lot of compliments for having you on here. So thank you for being thank such you for a vital that. part awesome. of it. Bill, thanks for uh, stepping in there. Definitely. I agree. John also does my homeowner's insurance. Not my auto yet. We got to talk. Hey, come on. But uh, hey, you know, <laughs> hey, stay tuned. We've got the top five events here in Rhode Island coming on next with uh, R.I. Blogger and uh, the one and only Jennifer Jaber with R.I. Blogger. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back here streaming on iHeartRadio, News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. Now back to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio. Hey, thanks for joining us today. I'm Emilio Despirito, and this is the Despirito Team Real Estate Show. We've got some great folks in the studio today. We've been talking about foreclosures today. Kind of a, a doomy, uh, gloomy subject. I, but hey, it's it's part of it. We gotta bring it up. Yep. We got John LaPointe here with LaPointe Insurance. How's it going? Great, John. How are you? Good, thanks. Awesome. And we've got Bill George, the station manager and the voice of B101 here in the studio with us today. What's up, Bill? Good morning. Good Glad morning. to be here. Yeah. Glad to have you here. You know, guys, so the market is still pretty much so on fire. And with rates dropping down again, it just makes it that much easier for sellers to sell and that much harder for buyers to buy. Um Actually, quite recently, Bill, you you recently sold your home and purchased a home. Right. Okay. And, uh, I mean, one side was easier and the other side was not. Right. What happened? Right. You want me to tell that story? Do you mind? Yeah. yeah. So uh, we actually, my wife and I, had had very specific wants. And uh, your agent, Joe Fazio, we, I mean, we ran Joe all over the state of Rhode Island, to places that I don't think he knew existed. <laughs> and, uh, so, uh, so we looked for a while, and yeah. uh, but you know, great experience with him. So it was a, a little harder finding because we were finding that places would go pretty quickly. They, yep. They'd be listed. There'd be an open house that weekend, and boom, they they would go. Um, so we were lucky enough that you know, very patient. You know, you guys were great. You know, staying with us and uh, and found a great property. And then when it came time to sell our house, we really thought it was going to take a few months. Mm-hmm. And we had a number in mind of what we thought we would get for the house. And uh, we listed what the the first Monday in January. So not exactly peak selling time. And people were telling us it's funny because we were dealing with contractors, people like that said, "Oh, I wouldn't worry. You're not going to sell your house for three months. Nobody's buying houses in you know whatever <laughs> yeah. January, February." Yeah. Put the house on the market on Monday. On Tuesday night, Joe had four showings at our house, mm-hmm. um, and, which really kind of created some some urgency among the buyers because these people were coming through seeing other people. Our house was in great shape. We had staged it well, and you guys, you got us a great photographer, so it looked Thank really you. great online. 
So we've listed it on Monday, four showings on Tuesday, offer on Wednesday for 5000 over asking price. In January. In January. Yeah, and and this amazing. is a phenomenon that I barely even knew existed, the whole over asking price. And But that's just how strong. So what happened was the couple that bought our house had been locked out of like 15 other properties. Crazy. Because they got outbid on all these properties. So they said, we're not going to be outbid on this one. So I'll tell you what, we'll go in five grand over asking. And um, so we, so you guys sold our house in three days, mm-hmm. two days, really. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was great. But you know, so part of the story that, that we can't leave out is the fact that you guys prepared the home for sale though. Right. Yeah, you really did the good. pre-list home inspection. Mm-hmm. You got your property inspected ahead of time, went through, made sure that there was no issues. If there was, we checked them out. We said, look, these could be red flags. You guys also staged your property as well. Yeah. Yeah. We rented a uh, a storage unit and basically took out all, like the place looked spick and span, like any clutter. We took that out. And the you mentioned the inspection. That was huge because what happened is we hired the inspection uh, to come in, so uh, yep. they did a really great job and identified all these you know, mostly minor issues, which we addressed, you know, things like outlets that needed to be replaced and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then basically the report was so good that the people who were buying the house said, you know what, you already got that inspection. We don't even need an inspection period. We're not even going to do an inspection because the inspection that you did as the seller was so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was amazing to us that basically these people just walked in awesome. and said, okay, we'll take it. Solid point. You don't you don't go buy a car without having that thing. Uh, you know, like how people buy the certified used yes. cars, Yep. right? And I, I'm not trying to compare a home to a used car, but realistically, like that's kind of where the thought came from. Mm-hmm. Is like you, you know you want something that's been vetted, been looked at, and like hey, you know what this this is a reputable inspector, right? Right. We've actually now added another thing to it. And, and Bill, thank you so much for that testimonial, the vote of confidence. Mm-hmm. You and Jen were fantastic to work with. Yeah. We had a, we had a great Appreciate experience. You very right? much. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Um, but we're now we're adding in preliminary title search. Wow, awesome. Right. Yeah. To get that ahead of time. Yeah. How many times are there title issues with properties? Boom! If you're working at the eleventh hour, usually. Yeah. Right. If you're working with a, a, um, uh, an attorney in our network, okay. Um, if you want to do that, we we actually have them that are they're able to now offer that when you're working with the Despirito team and the lender That's of our awesome. network. Uh, not a lender. I mean a uh, an attorney in our network. Very you know? cool. It's fantastic. Absolutely awesome stuff. Thank you so much. Um, Bill, George, again, thank you very much for the testimonial. And uh, hey, up next, I think we have Jennifer Jaber calling in, right? We do. All right, blogger. Hey, listen, we're going to get to Jennifer Jaber. She's going to talk about the top five events in Rhode Island. And on the line with us, we've got the one and only Jennifer Jaber with riblogger.com. Jen's here every week giving us the top five events here in Rhode Island. What's going on, Jen? All kinds of fairs and festivals. You know, September's here, so um, there's lots to do this month. Friday, September 6th, is the Rhode Island Lobster Boil at India Point Park in Providence. Um, It kicks off the Seafood Festival, but this event is hosted by the Rhode Island Seafood Festival, and it offers a more intimate setting. It's a mm-hmm. smaller crowd. Um, tickets are $125 per person, and it includes family-style native uh, one-and-a-quarter-pound lobsters with herbed butter, Narragansett Little Necks, PEI Mussels, uh, Portuguese Sausage, 
rosemary red list potatoes, corn on the cob, um, sweet treats, salad, drinks from local breweries as well as uh, wineries. And so basically it's a delicious local event um, in a great setting at India Point Park. Awesome place. Saturday, yeah, it's such a great place. Um, Saturday, September 7th, there's lots of seafood on this, I'm noticing. (laughs) Um, From 11 to 5 at the Towers in Narragansett is the Rhode Island Calamari Fest, which is Rhode Island's uh, state appetizer. Mm. There will be live music, food trucks, seaside shopping, and a tasting of the official state appetizer. Um, The tasting contest actually happens from 12 to 4, and it's $20 at the gate, or you can save a little money by getting your tickets in advance. Mm-hmm. Sunday, September 8th, is the Warren Folk Festival at 30 Cutler Street, hosted by the Collaborative. It's the fourth annual fundraiser from 1 to 7. It's rain or shine. There will be live music, uh, local food and beverages, as well as over 30 art vendors. So it's another great local event. The Cranston Greek Festival is September 6th to the 8th at the Church of Annunciation on Oaklawn Ave. Um, it's the 30, 34th annual three-day festival, and it spans more than two generations. It's free admission. It features um, food, fun, Greek dancing, and culture, and much more. And it's held under the Big Ten, so again, it's also a rain or shine. Live music, great food, stuff for all ages. And then looking slightly ahead, last but not least, is the Musquamacut Fall Fest weekend. It's uh, September 13th to the 15th kind of a great way to say goodbye to summer because it happens right there on the beach, well, right in the beach parking lot. Um, There's games, rides, a Ferris wheel, food, craft vendors, live music, car show, kid entertainment, all kinds of stuff. So you're right there on a Miskamonkit beach, so you can kind of say adios to summer and welcome Mm, home. I know. It's coming. Quick. I know. I know. You can feel it in the air, too. It's like a little colder in the morning and the sun's going down a little early but it's all good i love it i got my sweater on today i'm ready like i'm i'm a fall sweater baby weather. love the fall sweater weather yeah absolutely pumpkins the pumpkin coffee all the pastries all that stuff so i can get prepared like for my winter into, fat huh yeah i'm like already two weeks into ordering pumpkin coffee mm. I, I started i'm wow. accepting it i'm into fall that's, i'm ready it's dedication Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Jen. We hope you enjoy that ferry ride. I know you're about to jump on the ferry to Block Island. Enjoy yourself. We appreciate you. And, you know, our listeners can check out all of the best events going on in Rhode Island at riblogger.com. Thanks, Jen. Thank you. Have a great week. You're welcome. Thank you.